Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Dennis Dodd coming up here momentarily. Uh, great day to talk to Dennis, of course. Uh, one of the best college football writers out there, there's no doubt. In fact, let's, let's waste no time. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. He's a national college football writer for CBSSports.com. He's Dennis Dodd. What's going on, Dennis? Thank you very much for uh, coming on with us today. We appreciate it. Uh- yeah, thank you. Just a, a busy day. My head's spinning a little bit. Of course, it has been since March. So. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, start start uh, with your thoughts on the decision the Big Ten uh, made today, and if you want, the, the route we took to get here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's almost two different discussions. Yeah, was it, was it a clunky, awkward mess, a lack of communications and messaging for the Big Ten? Absolutely. Um, I like I, I like the lead of my story today. It said 42, 42 days after the Big Ten released the fall schedule, 37 days after it canceled the fall season, 27 days after it said distinctively it would not revisit having a fall season. It had a fall season. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how messed up it's been. But, look, at the end of the day, I'm willing to give credit to reconsideration based on science, you know, stiff-arming the president and Scott Frost and Ryan Day, did they were any influence at all in saying, you know, maybe this is worth a try. This is not necessarily the right thing, because if it's the right thing, everybody would be doing it, and there'd be no COVID to spread around. But it's the thing to try, and, th- and they're doing it, so we'll see what happens. So, Dennis, I've written columns, uh, recent columns, that have essentially been warning everybody about how how crazy this pandemic is and whatnot. But I changed my mind. I changed my mind when I saw that they can test every day. Am I a hypocrite or have I just figured this out and then guessed in a certain way? I think uh, the daily testing mitigates a lot of the worry. It certainly doesn't end the risk. Uh, This was always about what's your risk tolerance. Well, this helps your risk tolerance increase. If you can test every day, that eliminates or helps eliminate the need for contact tracing, which is a big part of this. You know, five guys can knock 20 off the roster. You know what I'm saying? So if you can do this right and you can afford it, it it doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID, but it means you've got a better chance to play. And it is the game changer that Larry Scott called it. Unfortunately, Larry Scott finds himself the one backed into a corner right now. Well, Dennis, let's talk a, a little bit about that. We saw Larry's response this morning where he said they're yeah. waiting on California and Oregon, and then we see Governor Newsom say, well, we're not stopping you. What, What's going on? I, I don't know what to make of that. I really don't. He, I just read Governor Newsom's full statement where he said, well, he never said they couldn't practice. But then he said something about, you know, that it, they couldn't gather in more than groups of 12. Well, that's a problem for football. You know, then, then you can't practice. You can't in basketball, but you really can't in football because you got 11 guys on each side of the ball even when you're practicing. So, yeah, you can't, you can't really practice. But I'm told the Big 12 – I'm sorry, the Pac-12 is going to have 
a reaction, some sort of statement on that this afternoon. I don't know if that will move the ball, if that means the Pac-12 is going to play this fall. I couldn't tell you that. I think we'll just have to wait and see. So, Dennis, uh, how is this season going to play out? If the Big Ten is doing what it's doing, uh, how do you think that is going to affect the college football playoff? Uh, you know, I guess they'll they'll get in under the uh, necessary time, but uh, it's it's uneven now, right? Well, I mean, you've got four of the five Power Five playing. I think the Big Ten playing nine games aligns them with the other leagues and is a de facto qualifier for the playoff. Now, what I don't know is if any any of these leagues, Big Ten included, don't play all their games, is yeah. there a threshold that there has to be? And the CFP hasn't answered that question. The threshold, you have to play X amount of games to be eligible, or is, is the committee just going to sit there and, and consider teams that have played six games or teams that have played ten and let you know, let the chips fall as they may. That that's what I'm getting right now. The, the the danger for the Big Ten is they're playing nine games in nine weeks. That hasn't been done in the Big Ten it, since 2018. Since 2013, only 18 times have teams been had to do that. So the, besides being a student athlete welfare thing with COVID floating around, it's it's like wow. Okay, you know, you, you think you're going to play nine straight weeks? We'll see. What about the Mountain West, Dennis? And Dennis Dodd is on with us, by the way, from CBSSports.com. Is is there a chance they figure something out as well? They, they released a statement this afternoon that said they are, quote, finalizing a way to get daily rapid testing, same as these other two leagues. I, I think what they're doing is studying it now. It's a tremendous expense that I don't know that the Mountain West can afford. I don't know that for sure. I just question it because I know it's a tremendous expense and a tremendous stretch of manpower to do it. But but they have put that out there. That, let's put it this way. They're looking into it. So I think what this has done, remember in August when we said, oh, if, if this conference goes forward, everybody will. Now it's happening in reverse. Everybody's going trying to play in the fall in reverse, um, or at least the, the conferences that we're playing in 2021. So, I think the Pac-12 is in play. I think the Mountain West is in play. I don't think the MAC is in play because I don't think they have the money to do this right now. So we're going to see see a season by them next year. Has this tarnished your enthusiasm for college football, Dennis? Uh, where are you as far as <laughs> the emotions, the feelings uh, beyond just uh, what you think in your in yeah? Your it's capacity? tarnished my enthusiasm. Yeah, for the people that run college football. I, I'm bewildered and disappointed at some of them the way they've gone about this because it's just been piecemeal, no, no unity. Um, you know, they're, they're without having a college football commissioner, which we'll never have, because Exhibit A, look what's going on right now. They could have all the Power Five or the ten conferences could, could have all gotten in a room and decided we're going to start now. Um, and maybe it's the chase for those dollars that started them to start in different directions because. Frankly, the group of five have less money to make up that they'll lose in the Big Ten because they have those monster TV contracts that they're trying to chase, try to get a percentage of during COVID. But, yeah, the, the season certainly didn't start for me like it usually did. It was going to be August 29th in Dublin, you know, Notre Dame and Navy, and that's going to be exciting. Now you've got a national game between Iowa State and Louisiana. And, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's good. 
that there's no fans and it's just the, the hype isn't there. And maybe I'm just being a cranky old man. Maybe it'll get better as we go along. But I think, yeah, I think there's something to be said to that. Dennis, unfortunately, we're not going to get uh, to see BYU Army this weekend uh, like was yeah. uh, originally scheduled. But what did you think about the Cougars week one against Navy? They were great. Um, you know, I, I think they planted their flag. I, I, don't, I don't think it, the schedule's strong enough for them to get to the playoffs, but certainly that could be a very positive story this season. But the job Tom Holmo has did to put that schedule together has been heroic. Um, and, and they got ready and played well against the Navy team at home with or without fans. It's hard as heck to play with that option offense. So I, I, nothing but, but props for Kalani Tataki and the Cougars and, and hope they can get, you know, as many games in as, as they can. This could be some sort of, uh, you know, jumping board or uh, diving board into next season with a lot of momentum. Do you think there would be a chance that they could get into a really fine bowl game uh, based if they continue to win these games, even though they're not against top-notch competition? Yeah, I, I think they could because these bowl games are going to have to have bodies in them. You know, um, the Pac-12, I'm, not, I'm sorry, the SEC has nine bowl partnerships. They're, they could be a four and 16 in those bowls because somebody has to play in those. Um, and the way it stands right now, I guess the way it stands right now, there will be enough teams to play. I think there are 84 slots, and now this makes, let's see, 77 and 14. That's 91. Yeah, so there'll be uh, there'll be enough teams to fill these bowl slots, even if they're winless teams. Uh, but I think I think that would at least bump BYU up the ladder. Just don't just don't ask me which bowl because I don't think the bowls even know right now. The problem with BYU in the past, uh, Dennis, has been their inconsistency. They look good enough to beat USC yep. one week, and then they lose to, what, Toledo or somebody the next. So we'll see with that offensive line that they have if that will make them consistent enough to, to, to be undefeated, maybe. Yeah, the offensive line is great. That's something to hook your hat on. Dennis, you with us? Did we lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, oh, I'm here. you're there. Sorry, Sorry. Uh, continue yeah. that thought. We we lost you for a second. No, I just said that the offensive line is definitely something to hang your hat on. That's all I said. Gotcha. Oh, excuse me. So, pardon mm-hmm. me. Uh, Dennis Todd with us from CBS Sports. One one more thing on the Pac-12, real quick from from me, Dennis. This this confusing message from Gavin Newsom aside, would you expect the Pac-12 to figure it out in in sometime in the near future? Yeah, I don't know what figure out means. I guess, I guess right now, figure out means can the Pac-12 get clearance because that's where it starts every every statement about this can they get clearance in oregon and california and i'm told from sources within the pac-12 that oregon's not going to be a problem i think the, the, the governor kathy brown has kind of intimated as much um california is a problem despite what you know governor newsom said today it's still the fact that you know they, they've been going under the impression they can't practice because of local ordinances. I have fully padded practices, let's put it that way. Um, so if they do, if they get cleared soon, then the next you know thing to chase would be an October 24th start where we know uh, the Big Ten has slotted itself to play nine games or eight games. So I, I, I can't even, I, well, after today, anything's possible. I don't know. Dennis, I gotta ask you this question because it's a question I would ask you if you were coming on to visit with us 
any other year than this one. Ignoring everything else, I'm going to ask it, who's the best team in the country? Oh, I think it's the same the same suspects as it usually is. It's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida. Um, you know, I think LSU takes a step back this year, but I think it's the usual suspects. The, the best team, it's Clemson right now. Because they've got everything that they've got. They're at the best quarterback, arguably, if, Je- if Justin Fields plays. Um, you know, they've got the schedule. The ACC is not that hard. They're forty-three and five in their last forty-five conference games. They've been two of the last four championship games. So you've got to say Clemson right now. I, I like Alabama though. I think they're going to jump right back after only winning eleven games last year. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> One follow-up on that, it's this, Dennis. Is there anything college football can do to make it so that it's not the usual suspects, it's not the same five teams every year? I, I think just expanding the playoff, and that's nowhere near in sight. Um, you know, there was speculation this year, but why don't we have a larger playoff to make more money for these for uh, during this time of COVID, that was absolutely ridiculous because somebody has to pay for it, and that somebody is ESPN, which absolutely isn't immune to this. They're you know they're losing money hand and foot. They're laying people off too. It's not be them. I think we've got six more years of this, um, you know, to the end of the twelve-year deal, and then then it will expand. And I think that's the best way because after that, what what this last six months has shown me and a lot of people, the the difference between the haves and have-nots has never been larger, and now it's been exacerbated by COVID in the financial aspect to the point that I, I have a quote from Jack Swarbrick in one of my stories, the, the AD at Nebraska, I'm sorry, at Notre Dame, who said that there not only will be athletic departments that are impacted by this, there will be three or four schools that cease to exist. Mm. And I thought, whoa, that's saying something. So, it, but if you look at the if you look at the finances of some of these Mac schools, I can see that happening. So it's not it's not going to help any of the group of five or any of these other teams get close to the playoffs. I'll say that. Check out his latest at CBSSports.com. I've uh, tweeted out a link. I know Austin has as well. Make sure you give it a read. He is Dennis Dodd. Dennis, thank you so much. I know today was absolutely crazy for you. We appreciate you carving out a few for us. Thanks, Dennis. You bet. Thanks, guys. The great Dennis Dodd. Writes for CBSSports.com. And again, uh, he, he put out a story about an hour ago uh, about what's going on with the Big Ten. And uh, Dennis is always a great read, and we really appreciate him uh, jumping on with us today to give us a little insight. Yep, he's always good. I've always enjoyed Dennis. And we've uh, we've known him for a long time now, but uh, he's he's always good. He's got a great haircut. He does have a good haircut. An amazing haircut. <laughs> Uh, I apologize for the miscommunication on his offensive line answer because I was actually talking to Austin off the air when that happened, so I didn't mean to leave you hanging there for a second. Well, Chris. and I, well, heard, I, was, I, I heard I was, I was wondering what was going on there because I, I, I thought he was still there, but it was your turn to ask a question, and there was dead silence. Oh, it was, there was, was a real quick, short answer. Yeah, yeah. And when I first got Dennis on the phone, it had it dropped like that for a second. I thought, oh, it's doing that again. Because I heard him say, hang your hat on yeah, it, and yeah. I thought, well, there's there's more to this where it's not hearing it. No, that was, it was my fault. Austin and I were, were getting on the same page on a show-related detail, and uh, I dropped the ball on you, buddy. I apologize. We were talking about you. We were talking about uh, about Gordon and, and uh, his uh, new color of paint on his house. <laughs> 
No, I'm sure, I'm sure you were. I'm sure that was <laughs> in the middle the forefront of, the interview, of your mind. In the middle of the interview, I hit the old uh, button and uh, said to Austin, boy, can you believe Gordon's painting his house today? Well, I'm not <laughs> doing the painting. Uh, but uh, well, of I've course painted, not. I've probably painted, I want to say, 100 houses in my day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't believe that, but yeah, okay. Why wouldn't you believe it? Well, because I'd have to believe that you painted houses during your youth for a living, and I don't believe that either. I I, I worked in it for three for three years. Now it's three years because it it started at about like a summer with your buddies, no, and, no, now, no, and now it's up no. to three years. Multiple multiple summers. I, I think it was like three of them. Okay. And uh, you think people you trusted know? us? Oh, we were painting these beautiful estate homes, and uh, they, they people would see us working on a house and uh they would stop and say hey can you come by my house i'd like you to paint my house as well i mean it's just i i could have been a professional painter <laughs> just like you were telling us the other day you could also become a professional chef <laughs> okay uh gordon um even dennis is is confused about what's going on with the pac-12 and what stands in the way this is just such a weird thing um i, I think we're going to play uh, Newsom's comments uh, in their entirety coming up at 5:30. There, uh, should we do it? We could do it now. You want to do it now and see if we can make hide nor hair of of what he's got to say here. This is just a few minutes. Uh, him addressing the the Pac-12. And remember, we read the statement earlier today when Larry Scott released a statement. He said it's California and Oregon that are standing in the way. They got to get it together. And yeah. uh, Governor Newsom, when he addressed the media today, had this to say. College football. The uh, Big Ten Conference announced today that uh, new rapid testing protocols are going to allow its uh, programs to move forward in the fall season. There's a group of USC players uh, who support doing the same thing in the Pac-12. They sent you a letter noting that the conference has a similar partnership uh, for rapid testing, but state guidance prohibits teams from practicing in groups of more than a dozen, which obviously makes football impossible. Is rapid testing agreement enough to safely bring back college football in California this fall? Or is there more that you would still want to be done before you support it? Well, we put out guidelines uh, a month or so ago, and we aligned them. We worked with the NC2A, and we aligned them with the NC2A. There's nothing in the state guidelines that denies the Pac-12 from having conference games. There's nothing in our guidelines the state put out that denies these games uh, from occurring. We put out very, I thought, thoughtful guidelines and again partnership with the NC2A about cohorting uh, during workouts and practices. Now this manifests very differently depending on the sport. Basketball cohorting of up to 12 may be a little easier than football up to 12, but offensive teams, defensive teams are able to coordinate and practice and the like. And so I want to make this crystal clear. Nothing in the state guidelines deny the ability for the Pac-12 to resume. Quite the contrary. Uh, that has been a misrepresentation of the facts. But what is accurate, and I appreciate the frame of your question, uh, that the NC2A has made progress. Pac 
10, which will be resuming, at least based on their announcement on October 23rd, they've made a lot of progress on testing. That was one of the foundational principles that we put forward uh, with our guidance. A lot of antigen tests. We also need some PCR tests. And we are working uh, with the, not only NC2A, but with PAC-12 in this space. I talked to Larry Scott uh, about two hours ago. And so we're committed to working with the PAC-12, working with the NC2A to keep our kids safe to keep our coaches safe, to keep the coaching staff and um, friends and families safe, and to keep the larger campus community safe. Remember, these are student athletes. Uh, they're not isolated in a bubble uh, as some of our NBA superstars are. Uh, they need to be integrated in one way, shape, or form uh, with an academic paradigm by definition. That's what student athletes, athletes uh, are supposedly all about. Uh, that's a deeper issue for all of us is to make sure that the academic rigor is such uh, that we're doing justice to that paradigm and principle. But nonetheless, um, there's nothing in those state guidelines to deny these games from resuming. So uh, once again, look forward to working as we have been uh, in a constructive dialogue with the PAC-12 and NC2A uh, on testing issues. Again, good progress in that space. And as it relates to cohorting, um, we are certainly uh, willing to engage and have now engaged uh, the PAC-12 uh, in that discussion as well. Okay, first of all, I agree with you, Austin, that cohorting feels like a weird word. Uh, but but secondly, Gordon, now I know I did remember to take my crazy pills this morning, so maybe it's me. But didn't he just say, hey, we're not standing away. There's nothing uh, that the state is doing to stand in the way of college football. And then he goes, you know, I know cohorting with basketball, the 12 number is a little easier than cohorting with 12 for football. But, you know, offense, <laughs> defensive separately, that's that's less than 12. What? What? Yeah. No, I your policy is in the way. I'm not following that really, but but uh, here's but what I guess this is uh, pro teams are doing it, but they have a special exemption which he didn't even talk about. Sorry, my phone's ringing. What is this your first day, Gordon? First day no, on radio? Yeah, I didn't realize it was there. Ah, oh well, I'll just let it ring out. You're well, you can the hit the the button. Oh. I know it's across the room. From so me. your ringtone isn't California Dreaming anymore, huh? No, it's not. But uh, if if pro teams are doing it in the state of California, then why why can't college teams? See, that's what makes me think that something's up because if they have a, uh, something in place from the state, but there are certain organizations who are doing it anyway, then why can't the college teams do it? Yeah, makes no sense. Other than they have a special exemption, which he didn't even mention. Uh, he was asked about college. So he probably, I can't. Do you Jake, have an acupuncture? You, Jake, uh, why are you, Jake, why are you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> are you just doing that just to bug me now? Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't look, help I radio here. See, because I, I have an Apple watch, you know, oh, and so I, I, looked, I looked down at my phone, at my watch, and I'm going, Jake is calling. I'm sorry. Why would Jake be calling? I couldn't help myself. You're a bad man. I am. I am. I admit it. That was a low blow. Uh, Who's calling me? (laughs) Everybody call. Who's calling you this time? Um... I don't know. It's so. It's a a number I recognize. (laughs) Wow. Is, Is that... Who is that? 
I don't know who that you is. You don't have Lloyd's number in your phone? It's not Lloyd. Oh, this it's, is I've, everyone I've, that I've, has Gordon's number. Call him and find out if he has saved you in his phone or not. Tim Lacombe doesn't have to bother. We know he's not in there. Right? We, uh, uh, I'm looking Oh, at, come on now. I'm looking at Lloyd. <laughs> now Scotty's calling. <laughs> Oh man! All right, we uh, we we have business to do here. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, if you have Gordon's number, now is the time to call. Yeah. Okay, I'm dialing it right now. <laughs> hey, let's talk a little bit about helping our listeners out in the bedroom. Yes, uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic is helping a lot of guys deal with the issue that sometimes we don't even want to talk about, much less treat. Uh, that's erectile dysfunction. Now, we use the most advanced form of something called acoustic wave therapy. A uh, little background, this was introduced uh, to the FDA in 2011, cleared and registered to open up blood vessels. I don't think they even specified what part of the body it can open up blood vessels, but it just improves circulation. We have uh, become experts in treating erectile dysfunction with this technology because what part of the body needs more blood flow than this part of the body? We restore normal function in the bedroom. And the key takeaway here is we do it with no pills, no injections, no surgery. It's back to that spontaneity when things worked like they should. So it's treating the, the cause of the issue, not the symptom like you like with, say, the pill. Yeah. X-rays will show that uh, men's blood vessels, they harden up. They get clogged as... We age as we eat the American lifestyle, I'm sure. Uh, when they're hardened like that, they can't dilate and widen when the timing is right and to get the blood flow to go through. So that is what causes the damaged and blocked blood vessels. So that is exactly what we're treating. We're not putting a Band-Aid on the problem. We're going after the root cause. 801 Thousand and now is a great time to uh, if you're thinking about it now is a great time to get on board because you're doing a lot for our listeners right now. We are doing a lot for free. Uh, we spend so much time with uh, every guy that comes in here. Make sure they're a good candidate. Uh, we'll do the consultation, the exam, even the blood flow ultrasound, totally free. Uh, we'll throw in a little special gift to those that call now that produces instant results in the bedroom. Guys love this. And also now breaking news with us is new patients get free testosterone. Instead of spending thousands of dollars on this, it's free. So if you want to cover every angle of the erectile dysfunction, give us a call to get it set up. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll get to more coming up next. We'll talk a little NBA playoff basketball. Boy, was I wrong. We'll get to that next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Jay Drew joining us, BYU football writer for the Deseret News. Do you have the feeling that most BYU guys are trying to follow the rules so they at least have a pretty good chance of playing, recognizing that anything can go wrong even if you're following the rules and they may have to postpone a game? Yeah, I do. Around June or July, sources have told me there was an outbreak. They did have several guys test positive. At that time, there was some pretty stern shots fired across the bow from BYU administration to these players. There's 120 
23 guys on that roster. You're talking about a ton of people, but I get the idea from the most part that the last couple of months they've done their best to follow the guidelines and protocols. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at the store. And uh, summer is gone, and uh, maybe some folks out there are thinking uh, that they are the best barbecue guy on the block. Well, now is your time to prove it. You can be one of two contestants to prove it this Friday the 18th at Ace Hardware on 6200 South and Highland Drive. Tweet us now and tell us why you should be there uh, taking on the Zone host, Scotty and Hands, for the inaugural Zone Barbecue Championship brought to you by Ace Hardware, the store, Traeger Grill, and, of course, the Zone Sports Network. Contestants will be drawn tomorrow, the 17th, during Scotty and Hands. Enter now, and you could be there with us coming up on Friday. Um, Gordon, we have some uh, news. We'll get into the NBA coming up in uh, in just one second, but we do have some news about Oregon. We've been talking about the confusing nature of uh uh, governor Newsom from California and what he said today. Well, the uh, the governor of Oregon has uh, released a statement that is a little bit more clear. And let me just uh, read from this real quick. It's kind of long, so I won't read it all. But uh, let's see. Uh, she says representatives of the University of Oregon and Oregon State University athletic departments met with Oregon Health Authority this afternoon to discuss their COVID-19 health and safety plans for their football teams. The university have asked for an exemption to OHA's sports guidance, just as Oregon's professional sports teams have been given. We have granted that request, and under the new guidance, OHA must receive written plans for approval. And then basically they say that the Pac-12 has to submit their official plan for official approval. But this, in a sense, is giving the go-ahead in the state of Oregon. I don't understand why why California couldn't quite be this clear. That doesn't make too, too much sense. But Oregon, they're saying, yeah, we'll make it happen as long as, you know, the Pac-12 jumps through the proper hoops. Yeah, and that's what you would expect. That's what I expected to have happened, and that's what will happen in California as well. <laughs> I would think so, right? I just yeah. don't understand that uh, that uh, back-and-forth bizarre statement that we played in the last segment. It just, just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, I mean, sometimes things don't make sense when they come from certain folks and uh, they will uh, get it ironed out so that they will play. Uh, I'm, I'm. What would you bet on that? I mean, that's, what, a 99% chance, or would you think it's uh, not quite that slam dunk? God, I would think 99% chance, Gordon, because it, it would not make sense to me why California would put the brakes on it. So I, yeah. I got to think it's going to happen because I just can't think of why – it would not, especially given now the tide has turned of political opinion a little bit where, you know, they can the, the pressure is different than it was a couple of months ago. So I don't yeah. I don't see. And with the Big Ten kind of uh, with the Big Ten doing what it did today, the Pac-12 is kind of in the wind, to be honest. And they're already a conference. <laughs> they're already a conference that is struggling for its share of the pie. Right. Right. Uh, to retain its legitimacy. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, if it were to, the only major conference to to not play because the governor of California held it up, I just can't imagine that happening. I just can't. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would think I, they'll figure it out. 
Uh, John Canzano, as I said, wrote a column, uh, and uh, he said, I think somewhere in there it was something along the lines of uh, the Pac-12 hasn't, I'm paraphrasing, the Pac-12 hasn't really been a part of the, the college football playoff, uh, and so now it can't afford not to be a part of college football. <laughs> so with the daily testing, that, that, that's really what uh, what changed my mind. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people who have been cautious and, and as recently, I mean, I, I, this is this was like a eureka moment for me. I mean, I changed my mind on a dime as I considered it. I sat down, thought about it for a couple hours and just decided, okay. And some of this is because of some of the things you have said, Jake. It really, I started thinking it through and, and, and I came to the conclusion, well, if they test every day, if they test before they go out on the field, then, then what's the problem? Because even if they have been out amongst students, amongst people who, who, who might be, uh, exposed somehow, that well, they're being tested. Every so day. then it would show up, right? I'm not a medical doctor. I don't, I don't know how long it takes for these things to become evident. Uh, but, you know, I imagine if they're doing it every day, that it's not foolproof, but it's pretty it's as close as you can get. Right. Uh, that That's the point. I think you're right there. This is this is I mean, this is as good as you can get as far as mitigating risk. And, you know, that's that's life right now is mitigating risk, doing your best. This this is about as good as you can get. And I, I, I got it. What the NBA is doing. Not an option for college football. This is this is right. this is this is. As safe, I believe, as you can possibly get. Yeah. So you know. Well, I did have a cha- I did have a change of mind, and uh, that's that's the way I feel, and uh, that goes for everybody. If Utah State can test every day, if BYU can test every day, if Utah can test every day, then then go play. But if you can't, then I got a problem with it. See, I, I or think, if you don't, I think there's nothing wrong with open-mindedness during all of this to consider, you know, what's going on. God, it changes every day, Gordon. And I, I do feel like some, uh, you know, voices out there, pundits out there, uh, are really, really hesitant to consider evolving situations. And that, that sometimes is frustrating, I think, for, for people who are just trying to process and make their own way. So, you know, I don't, I don't know, Gordon, if, uh, if you're getting much, much grief over that. But I don't think you should. You're you're critically processing this entire situation uh, just like the rest of us. And I know you and I haven't seen eye to eye on all of this stuff or even a lot of it. But your your perspective is every bit as valuable as mine, if not more so, because you're the great Gordon Monson. But I, I appreciate that about you, that you have an open mind when it comes to uh, thought and critical thinking. And so I I don't know. I guess I, I, I mean that as a compliment. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I am more. I'm not saying you're not concerned about it, so I don't want to say it that way. But you know, I have been extremely cautious about this particular pandemic. Right? When I read that a million people have died from it, uh, and when I read that there are potential ramifications that are yet unknown, that that makes me err on on the one side. And and that's what I was sticking to, and I still stick to that. Uh, people who won't wear masks, I don't understand you. You make no sense to me. Who People who refuse to wear a mask because out of some 
cockamamie idea in your mind that will prevent you from doing it, it makes no sense to me. Because it's not only for the benefit of, it's your benefit, but it's the benefit of society. And why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you be willing to do that? So so I have been super cautious and and, and so I, I just uh, as as recently as yesterday I, I still wasn't there. But this morning I sat down and I thought it through and I considered all the all the uh, different pieces to this thing and okay, test every day before you go out on the field. Test every day. Then I'm all right. That, that's that's as good as it's going to get. Listen, this is this is, and I don't think two. I don't think two or three times a week is enough. This is what the Pac-12. Well, the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is doing anything yet. What the Big Ten is doing is anything but reckless. My uh, now that's opinion, I guess. Uh, some maybe some people would disagree. <laughs> a sports columnist for USA Today wrote a column that certainly disagrees. But I, I mean, this is an extraordinary amount of precaution. And for people who are, who are screaming about the money, do you know how much money they're investing in these precautions? I mean, this is going to cost these football programs of, or athletic departments a fortune. Well, they're going to make more than they spend, but uh, maybe. You know. But they're going to be. I mean, considering the overall athletic budgets, we're still talking losses here. And so the the fact that they wouldn't cut corners on this sort of thing, it's yeah, awesome. It's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yes. should be we should be happy. The the the, uh, the columnist U.S. Day Today called this the darkest day in Big Ten history, which is, is that, ludicrous. was that Christine Brennan? Yes, which is mm-hmm. ludicrous. Brought to you by the 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 conference dad, the Jerry Sandusky scandal. But, well, but yeah, by no but, means, but, but but she's worried about the welfare of a whole lot of people out there. Fair enough, then, but by no means is this a dark day. I think it's a triumphant day because of uh, uh, the 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 um, the human spirit of it all. We're we're solving problems as best we can. We're tackling a unique issue that this country slash world has never faced ever. Right, right. If they were just simply going back to football and saying, "Well, this is life now." But they're adding daily testing yeah, it's, into the mix. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure the SEC did that. When did well, she write yeah. that column? That might have been today? a few days ago. No, it, it was, was today. It was today for sure. Yes, it was today for sure. And okay. Yeah. I, I, it, I don't know. I, I, hey, she can have her opinion too. Whatever. I just don't agree with it personally. I, I think this is a, a triumph of the human spirit. We're given a unique challenge, and we're figuring out the best way to do it uh, uh, as safely as possible, and especially considering nobody can give me a straight definition as what safely actually is, I think this well, is pretty good. I understand. I understand her point of view because I've held it for so long. Well, uh, I, so, uh, but you know, I, everyone has to come to their own conclusion, I guess. Well, I mean, you—if you want to call it reckless, I guess knock yourself out. But a dark day in Big Ten history? Come on. That's that's overselling it a tad, I think. I guess we'll have to wait and see how it turns out. Overcooking it a tad. Uh, join us, the big show, on Friday from 2 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. In fact, I'm, I'm glad we're going to be at the Warehouse, Gordon, because uh, we bought uh, my daughter's... Um, uh, well, I guess it's, uh, what do they call it, chest of drawers, changing table, that sort of thing. You know, we brought, uh-huh. bought that online. And, yeah, of course, she's not even three and a half years old yet, and it's already fallen apart. 
So I learned my lesson there. Glad we're going to the warehouse on Friday. Something tells me I'm coming home with a new chest of drawers. Yeah, well, I'm going to get that bed that I've been uh, aiming to get. Yeah, I thought so, you were pulling the trigger on that. What's going on? Yeah, You've got I Tom's should... number. Get that sucker over there. Yeah, I will. All right. Uh, that is, uh, we'll have more coming up next. It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We, in fact, we'll get to the NBA. Uh, we didn't have a chance with that breaking Oregon news. We'll get to the NBA next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Summer after high school when we first met, we make out in your Mustang to Radiohead. And on my 18th birthday, we got matching tattoos. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Gordon, how on earth did the Clippers lose to the Nuggets in a playoff series? It's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. And I, hey, I'll be the first to admit it. I am, I was so wrong about last night's game and that series. And I am still absolutely stunned, especially given the Clippers' complete no show in the second half. I mean, talking well, about just packing it in. What a ludicrous effort. Okay, so answer me this. Did the Nuggets either, I guess, their inability to make shots take their heart away? Or was their heart absent before they missed all those shots? Uh, yeah, I'm putting this one on the Clippers. That heart was was not there. You know, let me ask you this, Gordon. When the when the Generals actually beat the Harlem Globetrotters, is that because <laughs> uh, the Generals played well, or is that because the Harlem Globetrotters did not? I, I have no answer for that question. I just am, listen, Denver. They're they're a good team offensively. Jokic is a special player. Uh, Jamal Murray is certainly emerging. But this is the NBA playoffs, and the Clippers team was stacked, man, stacked. They have no business losing that series. It's ridiculous. I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George aside, that's a, a nice looking Clipper roster. That was a playoff team last year. That they added Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to. Doc Rivers is, you know, he's not the perfect coach, but he's not a bad coach either. And to blow a 3-1 lead when you have the far talent advantage. I, I was telling Austin this. You know, in the Jazz-Denver series with no Bogdanovich, you know, that's probably a 50-50 talent matchup at best. Right, I mean, you could make the talent or the argument that the Jazz had less talent than the Nuggets, you know. So the the three one lead uh, disappears for the Jazz. Well, that was kind of an even matchup. The Clippers have way more talent than, uh, and I hate to say this, than the Jazz, than the Nuggets. Certainly, the Jazz without Bogdanovich, and the Clippers lose. Come on, come on, that's terrible. It was. It seemed as though there was just. Uh, I hate to say a team doesn't have heart, but. There, there wasn't, there, there wasn't the force that I expected the Clippers to play with, activating that talent of which you were speaking, and it, I kept waiting for it and waiting for it, and it never showed up. In fact, it got worse as the second half went on. They only scored thirty-three points, if my math is right, in the second. And that's half. what happened in some of the other games too. Yeah, just disappeared. I mean it. it this wasn't some sort of fluke. It was – I remember when they made the moves during the offseason. Everyone thought, oh, the Clippers uh, the Clippers uh, are, are going to uh, win the title. I mean, and, and for good reason. Just like you said, 
What a stacked, talented group. Kawhi Leonard leading the way with that team? And now, after last night, people are wondering if, if Kawhi, what's the matter with Kawhi? And that his leadership is lacking and that he's too soft. He's too soft-spoken. He doesn't, he doesn't take control the way a real leader should. I, I, I don't know. I, I was surprised, just like you were, to see it happen the way it does. But on the other hand, I was willing to give the Nuggets a whole bunch of credit. This is one of those situations where everybody wants to just kill the Clippers, and I, I get it. And they have been killed on social media big time. I mean, unbelievable, all the uh, vitriol going their way and people making fun of them. And I guess you can go ahead and do that, but I want to give the Nuggets the credit that they deserve for for doing what they did. I mean, Jokic is just a fantastic passer. Jamal Murray's a stud. I mean, they just – I get it. They outscored uh, and outperformed – uh, you know, the, the Clipper stars. But I, I don't know whose fault. I don't know whether to point the finger at the Clippers or to give the Nuggets great praise for for what I saw them do. It, that's pretty remarkable, Jake, and I know you already know that. But for them to have pulled off what they did first to the Jazz and now to the Clippers, at some point you got to start believing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, the Clippers didn't, to get back to your heart or no heart, the Clippers didn't have any heart last night. I mean, yeah. Kawhi Leonard was minus 21, Paul George minus 20. Those guys deserve a lot of blame. They're, they're the yeah. two best players on the team. Kawhi Leonard, one of the best players in the league, and uh, and could not get it done. And, uh, and then people saying that they were tired, and I'm looking over at the Nuggets going, wait a minute, those are the guys who are going seven, seven games every series. Yeah, the, that tired excuse, that's garbage. They scored 33 points in the second half. Come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, completely disappointing effort uh, for the L.A. Clippers. Completely disappointing. So we'll see what happens uh, with the Nuggets and the Lakers, but this would uh, seemingly pave LeBron's way uh, to another NBA Finals, I would think. I don't know if the, the Nuggets have enough uh, defensively uh, to be effective against the Lakers. I really don't. All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. We'll get to more coming up next. Uh, Brian Taylor joins us at 4.30. David Locke at 5. But joining us now, he is Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, Andrew, we're helping our uh, listeners with, our lo- with their love lives today. We are helping guys with their love lives. And if there's anybody out there struggling in the bedroom, erectile dysfunction, maybe if it's pretty mild, we have a treatment that has helped thousands of men, not just here in Utah, all over the country. It's called acoustic wave therapy. This is Cambridge studied, FDA registered, uh, American Urological Association endorsed. It opens up and regrows blood vessels. That's a process called neovascularization. And after 30 years of guys taking the pill, this finally treats the root cause of the problem. It repairs damaged and aging or blocked blood vessels. So we get the blood flow going where you want it, when you want it, and we restore the normal function in the bedroom. Back to normal. That's a big deal, I got to imagine. Get that spontaneity back. Yes. So the pills are pretty bad. You know, the side effects, the headaches, the blurred vision, but just the lack of spontaneity. Guys taking the pill know exactly what I'm talking about. We want things to work in the bedroom without having to plan it. Sometimes you can't plan it. You don't know. And as far as I know, our treatments are the only thing that can restore that, that can bypass the need to take a pill. 
Well, you mentioned the pill, but if somebody's out there doing the injection, stop that immediately. The injections are pretty bad. Yeah, the the doctor wheels something in, looks like he's going to change a tire. You don't want anything to do with that. That sounds terrible. All right, here's the number to call, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. And if you've kind of been on the fence about it, now's a great time to do it, uh, Andrew, because you're giving a lot away. Yeah, we are. We believe in, in just providing a ton of value. Whether you do the treatments or not, there's a lot of free. Uh, call us. We'll do the assessment, the exam. We'll test your blood flow uh, to, to check those damaged blood vessels, all free. That's with our doctor, plus a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. It is worth the trip, trust me. And uh, as of just recently, new patients get free testosterone, thousands of dollars that men go and spend on testosterone. I've seen it time and time again and with Wasatch Medical. It's free. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule now. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.